0: Hey guys, welcome back to Inner Monologue with me, Olivia Neal. Today, we have a lot to discuss. I'm going to be telling you about Maya Jamma's Halloween party. I'm going to be telling you about my first ever therapy session that I braved this morning. And I'm going to be telling you ways I combat loneliness. I was actually like quite excited about this Halloween. I'm not a big Halloween girl. And you know what, if you are a big Halloween person, good for you. Like if that, like what gets you going, if that makes you happy, then fantastic. But for me, like, I just, I never really liked, events or nights out that are like big hyped up. Like for example, New Year's Eve, never had a good New Year's Eve. Your birthday always ends up crying. Halloween is one of them for me personally. But I was quite excited because this year I had boobs. It was my first Halloween with boobs and I had always wanted to be a little whore at Halloween. You know that like mean girl song where it's like Halloween's the one day of the year that a girl can dress up like a total slut and no one can say anything about it. I like always really wanted to do that but I... I mean, I have, to a certain degree, dressed up a bit slutty other Halloweens. But because I had no boobs, it was never really that provocative, to be honest. But I'm not going to lie, guys. Like, I'm really, really happy with how my boob job went, because what I wanted was a completely natural look. And they do look natural, but sometimes they look a little bit too natural. Sometimes it looks like I didn't get anything done. So we got to Halloween, and I was like, fantastic. Like, I'm going to put on, like, like I'm literally going to wear a fucking, like, bikini top out, like, as my costume, and it's going to look amazing. So I've got a boob job, and I put the bikini top on, and I was like, oh... It looks like I haven't hit puberty yet. So we're going to have to do something about this. So I went, dug into my um, archives of bras because I do not wear bras, especially not because I don't even need to. Because like, That's the one thing that's amazing about a boob job is you don't have to wear like a bra. Like you're, you're not, your boobs are just naturally pushed up. And I remember when I, I think i talked to you guys about this before, when I was 14, all my friends started getting boobs. I didn't get any. And Kylie Jenner, conveniently came out with this statement that she actually never got any work done in fact all she did was get the victoria's secret bombshell bra and so i thought fucking perfect let me go convince my mum to get me this like 100 quid bra from victoria's secret i ordered it online and um, i think the smallest size they had was like a, a 34b or a 32b or something which i was a double a triple a probably at the time so it didn't fit me it looked horrible but i kept the bra because I knew someday in the future, maybe I might have boobs and this could be my thing. So um, I whipped out the Victoria's Secret bombshell bra at Halloween. And I like so, not so, like safety pinned this like, I was basically like a cave woman. And I like safety pinned the, the bikini top thing onto my Victoria's Secret bombshell bra. And I put the Victoria's Secret bombshell bra on and it actually gave me a second boob job. It was incredible. It was so cool. I mean, they looked so fake and so stuck on my chest. And it was exactly what I wanted. Like, it was just perfect. Like, I actually felt like I had a second boob job of the year. It was incredible. Anyway, I then went to a party. Um, somehow got, I did not get invited. I went to my Jama's um, Halloween party. Now, I have been wanting to go to this party, I'd say, since I was probably like 12 years old. But my friend knows her. So, like, he put us on the list for it. I was not invited by no, any means. So, don't, like, I'm not going to sit here and be like, yeah, she personally invited me herself. She has no idea who I am. It was, like, sponsored by McDonald's. I had these huge tits strapped to my chest. I was feeling great. But honestly, not much to report from that night. This is the thing, guys. I am not... I'm not a great partier these days. I just like have not been able to get really drunk recently and like enjoy it. So I think I stayed for like two or three drinks and then went home. I think I left at like half 12. I was not disappointed. I was disappointed in myself because I was like, Olivia, you've been bigging up this night for years. Like there's like articles and stuff about this Halloween party every year. You know, I see like best dress at my Jamma's Halloween party. I was like, maybe this is your year. Get in there, you know, go make some friends, chat to people. Maybe you'll find your husband in there. I didn't. I stayed for two drinks but at least my tits looked great, kind of. They looked fake, and that's what I was going for. That's really all my updates for Halloween. I went out three nights for Halloween, but I didn't actually like go out any of the nights. Like Every single night was a disappointment, as usual. This is the thing. You should never ever hype up a, a night out, because it's not, it's not gonna live up to the expectation. I went out for like three nights, and I wasn't like burnt out by the end of it, because I, like none of the nights were really, really crazy, which was quite nice, because I feel like usually, if I went out three nights in a row, I'd be like not a real human being at the end. my best friends were going to Tokyo they were like going on a brand trip and they were away for a week straight after Halloween and I was like oh this is gonna be really nice because you know I can have a a couple days just like in the house like I have said before like I never provide plans for my friends I'm always tagging along on their plans I don't know why I just I've I've never had a plan I actually did invite them somewhere this weekend and I was like oh my god this is incredible like I've been able to message my friends like hey guys what you doing on Sunday do you want to come to this thing I was like oh I had a bit of a poor trip so I was like hey this is gonna be quite And I was like, they're not going to be here to be like, oh, yeah, we've got these plans. Like, come. Otherwise, I would have to go because of my FOMO. But um, I was like, they're not going to be here. It's going to be nice. going to have some time on my own. It ended up me not leaving my house for a week straight. And I basically became really lonely. I want to kind of talk about loneliness and, like, being on your own and stuff like that because... being alone for so long did teach me a few things. Not, it was not that long. Okay. It was like maybe a week. It got not bad. It just, yeah. I was a bit like emotional by the end of it. And I rang my mom and she was like, you don't seem okay and stuff. And I was like, I can't speak to you about this, Like, but I think I'm going to go to therapy. I've said before, I can't speak about my emotions. I'm really, really bad at it. Like I'm bad at it in relationships. Like I kind of, like, put up walls or, like, the second things get a bit, like, I, the second I can't, like, accept an emotion or, like, process an emotion, I just shut down and, like, it's, like, with my friends as well, like, I I like to keep it light-hearted. I don't really like having, like, intense conversations about my emotions. I just really, really struggle to, like, get words. out. Like, they'll come up to my throat and I can't actually get them out. My pivotal point was I was, like, sat in bed and I was, like, about to start crying and then I was, like, no, 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 it's okay, Olivia, it's okay. And I was like, oh, my God, I just comforted myself. Like, this is fucked up. I need to speak to someone. Like, I need to, like, get my emotions out and I need someone to comfort me. Like, I need to stop, like, locking myself away in my room and comforting myself. Like, that is just sad. I actually had, like, a moment I was like, this is really fucked up. So I remember, and I was like, yeah, I can't speak to you. Um, I can't speak to my friends. I'm bottling up all these emotions. I think I need to go see a therapist. And this morning I went to see a therapist. It was quite interesting because, like, I was able to, like, pick, I, like, looked up, like, a, like a therapy kind of, Building near me because that's another thing I had no idea. I was like, "How do you find a therapist? Like, do you need one recommended? Like, how do you know that there's like a, a good therapist? Like, is there ratings online? Do you, like, I always thought I would just have one recommended to me if I ever needed to go to a therapist, but I, I didn't. So I just had to look up like therapists near me, and I found one. And well, I found like a center quite nearby, actually the same place. I got my boob job done. Funny. Um <laughs> it was literally next door to where I've got my bo- my boob job done. And I found this center online and they had loads of different therapists and they had their photos beside them. And I thought, well this is perfect. This is like Tinder for therapists. So I went round and I um like I just picked one that was like my vibe. Like I thought she was quite fabulous, you know. And I went there this morning. I was so nervous and I was also like just like out of it because I was like so tired. Um but she came and she was... She was lovely. And, like, when she was walking me to the room and she was wearing, like, Christian Louis Vuittons. And I was like, wow, like, you're my girl. Like, I feel like we're going to get along quite well. And I sat down and she's like, so, like, what's going on? And, like, I just started crying. Like, I really did just start crying. I told her, like, everything that was kind of, like, wrong in my life at the minute. And she... She didn't really, I mean, it was our first session, so I. Did, she didn't really give me any, like, coping skills. I think that comes with time. I think today it was more like a. she needed to get to like, know my brain a little bit, like, get to know, like, what's going on in my life. Like, she, I had to give her some background. Like, we talked about my childhood quite a lot, and it was quite interesting because, obviously, at the start, like, I just told her, like, what I was struggling with at the minute, you know, whether that be, like, just like some personal issues I'm going through at the minute and like anxiety and stuff like that and I thought that would just kind of be it you know like I just want you to make me feel better than how I feel right now but she was like well everything you're saying there's a route to that like there's a route to why your brain is working like that so let's like go back to your childhood and she talked about my childhood so much and it was quite interesting because I actually kind of like understood the reasons why I felt how I feel today like I, re- I do believe in that, like, that whole, like, nature versus nurture thing. Like, I do believe that everything that happens to you in your life is a product. Like, you are a product of that. Do you know what I mean? And, like, she was, like, asking me about my childhood. And honestly, like, I'm so blessed because I have, I'm like, I've got a really healthy family. I was raised in a lovely loving home my parents are great my parents are still together like nothing really terrible has ever happened to me I'm very very lucky to say that and I think because of that like I often brush away and like also like my life is incredible like I cannot sit here and ever complain about my life because and I I hate this because it's like just because like what you're going through isn't as bad as what some other people are going through you shouldn't like put yourself down because of that but I'm very much a super under the rug Olivia like you're so lucky to be where you are like how dare you feel sad about your life like grow up like be grateful kind of thing but she like really like deep dived into my childhood and although I had a great childhood there was some things that happened you know or just like hard some things in my childhood were maybe dealt with with like me and my parents that um although aren't terrible definitely like show themselves in how I cope with things today as an adult I think I kind of found out today like why I struggle so much to speak to people about my emotions and why like I just kind of put up a wall I was able to tell her anything I think with my like friends and stuff I'm all like embarrassed about like how I feel and I'm, I'm embarrassed about just like habits I have or like things I do he did tell me that I'm like a really unhappy person <laughs> she was like yeah you're not very like you you are like you carry a lot of unhappiness with you and you have your whole life and I was like woof okay because I would think I'm a very happy person and then we also got into this whole thing about like maybe like I present myself to you and even just like in public is like um a bit of like a character and I kind of agreed with her because I mean I think we all do this when you like go out into the world and you speak to like people you're not going to show them this like I mean some people who are able to show their emotions and that's very healthy are probably able to do this like you, you you're not scared of showing the bad sides of yourself but for me like I want to be the fun friend. I don't want to be sat there like being upset all the time or like I don't want to worry my friends with my woes, you know, like I want to have fun. And like, I think honestly the reason I stopped making YouTube videos is because I wasn't feeling great. And on my YouTube videos, I'm not going to show that. I don't show myself like sitting there like crying at night, like comforting myself. I don't show that. I only want to show like a fun side of myself. Like, I'm like, why why would anyone want to watch me if I'm not being happy and fun and upbeat and speaking really fast? And I guess because sometimes I wasn't feeling like that. And I was just like putting this on, like putting on on, almost this character that I found it really, really draining. And I think that's why I stopped making YouTube videos. And I, I, I was like talking to her about this podcast and I was like, honestly, like the only time that I feel like I can be myself online or like, you know, I think I almost speak more candidly with you than I do with my friends because like, I just feel so comfortable here. Like, I just feel like, I know I'm speaking to you, but I feel like I'm not speaking to anyone. So I just feel like I can show you different sides of me. I don't think I used to be a very socially anxious person. I think drama has helped me a lot. I've done drama since I was so young and it's allowed me to kind of like put on this persona. Not that I'm putting on a persona, like this is me. Like, you know, I feel like you really, really know me. And I know like, obviously you don't like, you don't know the ins and outs of my life. Because like, I sometimes thought about that, like I don't take it personally kind of when people online I mean when I get hate about me as a person I don't really take it personally because I'm like oh like no one actually really knows me though like you know if someone's like oh Olivia seems like a horrible person I'm like or like Olivia is a horrible person I'm like I don't really like care because they don't know me they see a snippet of my life like my friends and family know me and what they think about me that's what like matters to me but I actually do feel like you guys know me like really really well I don't think I'm putting on a character here my friends went away to Tokyo and I was like in my house I just took it for some reason as like a like re- like as an excuse to stay in my house for a full week and I didn't like I wasn't really speaking to people I was spending so long I wouldn't even like go to the gym or I would try to go to the gym and I would spend 10 minutes in there and then I would get too overwhelmed and I remember the other day I'd gone so long without actually speaking to anyone I was in Westfield and Westfield's already a bit of an overstimulating place if you don't know what Westfield is it's like a shopping center I don't know for some reason shopping centers kind of give me like the fear like there's something eerie about a shopping center and anyway this guy is like I think he worked at the shopping center And he was kind of like Walking beside me for a while And I was aware of him I'm always like hyper aware Of people in public And like It pisses me off so much Because I don't want anyone To ever have a bad experience with me But like when someone comes up to me in public, I mean, sometimes you'll get me on a good day when I'm feeling confident. And lucky for you, if you are, because it's rare. But like, if 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 you get me on a good day, and you come up to me, like I will sit and have a chat with you, you know, like, if I'm feeling confident, like, that's what I want, like, people's experience with me to be like, like, if someone comes up to me, like, oh, I love your podcast, like, I want to give you like, a, a really good experience with me, because like, love you, like, thank you so much for like, giving me your time. But sometimes I get so in my own head about it, I will just go bright red. And like, I find it really, really nerve-wracking. So because of that, I'm always so hyper-aware of people in public. Like I can tell if someone, like from a, like a hundred meters away, like knows who I am, I will be able to tell. Even if I don't make it obvious, I will be able to tell, and I'll get like I'll be so flustered inside. But anyway, so this guy I could tell he was like walking beside me for a while, and then eventually he goes like, "I love your boots," and I was like, "What?" Because I wasn't wearing boots, and he's like, "Oh no, I mean like I like your UGGs," and I was like, "Oh, thanks." And like so, bear in mind we're both walking into Westfield. I was actually going like into Westfield because I wanted to get actually this jumper that I'm wearing today from COS. I love Coss. Either you had to like take the escalator up to go to all the shops for is, or you take the escalator down to go to the car park. And I was going to Coss. But so like the guy that was like complimenting my Uggs was also like going that way. So he was like, um, yeah, I, li- I like your Uggs. And I was like, oh, thanks. He's like, like, wh- like, what do you do? And I was like, oh, I'm just going down to the car park. And he's like, oh no, no, I mean, like, what do you do for your job? And I was like, social media but I'm just going into the car park. I don't know why I kept saying that. I was just so like flustered and he's like okay and I just like got on the escalator and went down to the car park. And I had to stand on there for like 30 seconds until like I knew the coast was clear and then go back up again and go to course. What about that? It's so terrifying. Someone just complimenting my fucking hugs. Like, get a grip, Olivia. Because it, I think it was like that's a normal interaction. That was like that's when I was like, okay, Olivia, I think maybe like you need to be like have ways of dealing with this. Like with like you need to like be a normal fucking human being. And then like I went to like course and I went to Zara as well. And I was in Zara and this girl came up to me and was like, Hi, like, are you Olivia? And I was like, Yeah. And I was like, I'm just trying to find a cardigan that I saw on TikTok and I can't find it anywhere. And she's like, oh, okay. Like, I hope you find it. And I was like, thanks. Like, what? Like, that poor girl. I bet you she went away from that experience and texted into a group chat and Olivia knows a fucking weirdo I just met her. And she went bright red and sweated. So sorry to either of those people. It's just like, I don't know... Like since when this has happened, like I'm not able to like put on that confident front really anymore, and it's really annoying. Um, and I want to start being able to be a bit more extroverted. Um, I think I just spent too long being introverted, but like, there's nothing wrong with spending a bit of time on your own. I do love my own company. I've been taking myself out for like dates. Like, I uh, uh, I brought myself out to get a like, coffee. I even t- I think I did the TikTok vlog. I-, I-, I talked recently on a podcast about how I want to like start romanticizing my life a little bit, and in in that podcast I did say like taking yourself out for a coffee and like reading in a cafe is like romanticizing it and I've done that a few times now I'm like okay maybe I would like a friend to do that with maybe I would like a boyfriend to do that with even though I know I don't want a boyfriend at the minute but you know it's just like sometimes it does get a bit lonely and I I do love my own company but like I, I think I'm kind of done with the whole like lone wolf kind of thing I saw a TikTok the other day and it was like no situationship no crush no boyfriend no talking stage no delusion like delusional ship. like at what but at what cost you know at peace but at what cost i think my life is too peaceful at the moment. i just need something spicy to happen i need someone to come and spice it up i don't know i think that's also a really bad way of thinking about it because i'm like i actually am i'm i am i think maybe i'm at too much peace i think that's why i had to go to therapy i was there's too much peace in my life and i was able to start like actually like thinking about my emotions and like Feeling them a little bit. Like, I'm not a big crier at all, um, but I did cry the other night and I was like, okay, woof. You need to get out a bit, Olivia. You need to get out more. You need to get a hobby. I went to Pilates class. I went to a one on one Pilates session the other day and it was the most fun thing I've ever done, ever because, okay, not the most fun thing I've ever done. That was a bit enthusiastic, It's Pilates class, calm down. But if you go to a Pilates class, you know, there's, like, 15 of you in the room. would highly recommend, by the way, because sometimes, like, a gym membership can be quite a bit of a commitment, especially if you're, like, a uni student or anything. Um, Or if you're, like, a bit worried, like, for, for, for example, I would never go to a really high-intensity workout class because that gives me anxiety thinking about it. Like, if I couldn't keep up, like, do I just, have to, like, tap out? Like, that's so awkward. I wouldn't like that. Like, what if, like, I don't know. I just wouldn't want people to see how fit I am. And then I would never go to a yoga class because I'm not that flexible. I can barely touch my toes. So like I would just be too embarrassed. So for me, a pilates class is like a perfect in-between and it's not very intimidating, like it's not that hard at all. Like I've never come out of a Pilates class and be like, (gasps) like I'm never out of breath, you know, it's, it's just really, it's like a really nice class. And I would really recommend like, if you want to do a class or like, you don't want to get a gym membership and you can just like do one-off classes near you. I would highly recommend like that. Like it's by far my favorite kind of class I've ever done. And I know they can be really like daunting for me anyway. Uh, so yeah. I would highly recommend going to Pilates class, but you each have like your own like reformer Pilates, or you don't have to do reformer. As my preference is to do reformer Pilates it's, like on a machine instead of on a mat. But like the instructor doesn't pay that much attention to you know she's got fifteen people in a room she's not paying that much attention to. But I did a one on one session and it was so much fun because like the instructor like obviously all the instructor's intention was on me and we were able to do all these like fun things that you know like I see like I see like TikTok videos of like celebrities and stuff doing like one-on-one reformer Pilates classes and they do all these crazy things and they're like hanging upside down like we were able to do like all the stuff I see like celebrities do and I loved it it was so cool and I'm hurting a lot from it but it was amazing and I loved it After my therapy, like, I, I I don't know how I was expecting to feel. I didn't come out of it and feel amazing. I didn't feel cured of anything I'm feeling at the minute. Like, I don't know. I thought, I don't know what I expected to feel, but it did feel good to chat about how I felt. And I would encourage everyone to at least try therapy if you're struggling a little bit. And like, I'm really proud of myself for going. I booked in for next week. The things that I'm going through at the minute, it's not gonna come from a therapist like talking to a therapist for an hour once a week is not gonna change how I feel like I need to make those changes within myself and I know that I think it was almost validating to go see a therapist because she didn't sit there and be like oh yeah like you're completely panic. Like, she was like oh god like you're going through some shit and like You have like a deep unhappiness, and I think you need to come back here like every week. And like, she scheduled me in there and then for like the next week. Of course, I was kind of like, "Mm, Do you say this to everyone just so that you can get more sessions out of people and more money? Because fucking hell, it's expensive, really expensive. I did not know therapy was that expensive. Like, maybe just because of where I went. I mean, where I went is like 10 minutes from my house, so it's kind of perfect. And I know. That if I, like, try to find somewhere a bit, like, cheaper that was, like, further away, like, a bit out of London or something, I'm not going to go because... Or, like, just, like, where I live is, like, they're able to hitch up the prices. I live in, like, Notting Hill, and they're able to hitch up the prices quite a lot of anything there. And even a fucking coffee is, like, a six quid. But anyway, it was validating because she, like... She she told me how I felt, like, was... I don't know. She just gave me, like, reasons as to why I might feel how I feel now. Um, she was, like... We also kind of, like, talked about, like, the industry I'm in and, like, the pressure. I do Shut up, Olivia. Like, I, I hate, like, complaining because I'm so fucking happy that I have this job. I love it. And she was like, you can continue to do exactly what you're doing and, you know, make a living from what you're doing. But you just need to be able to, like, cope with it better. Like, I need to be able to cope with someone editing a photo of me and not let it make me fucking spiral and, like, my body image go into the fucking bin. Like, I need to be able to deal with that um, if I want to continue doing this job. So I guess that's where therapy comes in. I don't want, like, anxiety to hold me back from, like, going to events where I might meet, like, people in this industry that can help me get places and stuff like that. I I don't want to, like, have... These crash-out period, not crash-out, burnout periods that I have quite a lot. Every time we talk about a burnout period, I always get messages being like, oh my god, you've got ADHD, and I've never ever been diagnosed with ADHD. And I, to be honest, don't really think I do have ADHD, but also who am I? I don't know. I often burn out and it's not even like I do so much and like I'm packed and like my schedule's packed. I work 9 to 5 and then I go to the gym and I have like a really really busy schedule for a week and then I burn out. Like that would kind of make sense to me. It's like I'll literally do two things and then I'll burn out and I'll not be able to speak to anyone. I'll not be able to leave the house. I'll be sleeping all day. I just like don't have any energy. Like I have like really big burnout periods but for no reason. There's no reason to be having these burnout periods and I don't want to do that. Like, I, I don't want to have them because then I don't get anything done and I just feel shit about myself. And like, you know, I don't have like a clear mind in those periods. And I don't like that. Yeah, I do think moving forward, I would like, I'm going to keep going to therapy because it's it's so important to speak to someone like, the only person in my life that I've been able to like be honest and speak to about like things about me is my ex. And obviously I don't have that. I don't want that. I want it to be a therapist because like, she didn't have no judgment over me. Like, I was brutally honest with this woman. What I was scared about going into therapy was like, how the fuck do you open up to a stranger? Like, that is humiliating. Like, I can barely speak to strangers as it is. Like, if someone compliments my Uggs, I will literally run away from you, even if it inconveniences me. Um, How am I possibly going to sit down in a chair, say hello to someone, and then tell them my deepest, darkest thoughts and, like, my trauma? But turns out it was actually really easy because, like, I don't know who this woman is. She doesn't know who I am. Like, she's never going to tell anyone anything. She also has probably heard 10 times worse. Can give me really no judgment. I mean, she probably is judging me in her head. I know that. But, like, I don't care. But it was honestly, like, quite good to get off my chest. Speaking about things does help. But, yeah, I mean, coming away from it, I didn't feel... I honestly felt a bit worse because, like, I just, like, felt all these emotions that I'd kind of been suppressing. I think that kind of came from, like... Honestly, growing up, like, my mum and dad, I'm not at all shading them, but it's, like, very typical of, like, Northern Irish culture to sweep things under the rug, you know. Like, mental health isn't really, like, taught, well, it's becoming better, but for a long time, mental health wasn't really, like, spoken about. I remember I went through a really hard time with, like, just, like... body issues, basically, when I was, like, 16, and um, I I was not well, to be honest, and instead of, like, dealing with it in any way, I remember my parents kind of just, like, they, like, threatened to bring me to a doctor kind of thing, or, like, threatened, like, make me go get help, but that was it, and then we kind of just, like, swept it under the carpet, and, you know, I I started to, like, physically get better, but um, mentally never went away because I never dealt with it, which, I think is like, has like, you know, kind of stuck with me ever since. And I was like 16 then. It's been a long time. And I think because of that, I always just myself kind of invalidate how I feel and kind of sweep things under the carpet. I'm like, oh, you're not like, you're you're fine. Like, you don't need to actually go see anyone about, like, you don't need to like speak to anyone. Like, you don't need therapy. Like, people have a lot worse than you and then go to therapy. But turns out do you need therapy and it is good to talk about your emotions it's actually my mum and dad like my mum and dad have gotten so much better at this now i think like they're the ones that have been encouraging me to go to therapy and like trying to make me book it and like my mum is like the one like sending me links to like different therapists being like what do you think of her vibes so, like they're amazing now but i do think like back in the day you know um it was a, it was a bit of a weird taboo subject almost mental health and like just like even just feeling emotion well after today after speaking to my therapist i think we've discovered that is why i struggle to open up with her I was able to dollar everything. So, I think it was good, but I'll give you updates about how the next session goes. Like I'm just I'm just so interested to see like what she suggests like doing. Um and I hopefully I can like give you some like tips and tricks and coping skills that she might give me so you don't have to spend the ludicrous amount of money or well, obviously if you need therapy, go to therapy. But hopefully you don't have to spend the ludicrous amount of money that I'm spending on an hour of this woman's time. Honestly, good for her, girl boss. No wonder she's got Christian Louboutins on because she's getting all my fucking money. I wanted to talk to you guys about how to cope with feeling a bit lonely. I think the time of year we're getting into, everyone feels a little bit down. It literally gets dark at like 4pm. And I don't know, for me anyway, when it gets dark, at this time and say I've got things on during the day I get home at 5pm that's me for the night I'm not going out like a Wednesday night like why would I like wrap myself up in clothes and like go do something or like go meet up with friends when I could stay in and like tuck myself up on the sofa and watch tv and I think we can it because of that it's quite isolating and quite like lonely and anyway the past week for me has been very lonely and I've like tried to find like ways of like I, I guess like coping with it I think I'm not going to sit here and be like, you need to go out every single night and like, socialize with people and interact with people if you're feeling lonely. That's definitely not it. I think like, honestly, just like FaceTiming people is the best thing ever. Like, I don't know what I did before FaceTime. I've been reading a lot. I started a new series, which I would highly recommend. I watched like a quite an intense movie. Was it an intense Yeah, I watched an intense movie. And afterwards, I just felt even more lonely. And I was like, oh, I don't want, I, I only want to watch upbeat things. With this current weather and like darkness, I think I can only listen, like watch happy things. And I started watching a new thing on Netflix, which has eight series, eight eight seasons on it, which is incredible. I haven't started something in so long that has that many seasons. I feel like every time I start something that I like, it ends up having like one or two seasons. It's so annoying. But this new thing called, no, it's not new at all. It's got eight seasons. It's called Working Mums on Netflix. Oh, She's a great feel-good. I haven't found a feel-good in so long. Wr- it's created, written, produced, directed all by the same woman who also is the main character in it. And I love shows like that, like Fleabag. If you've ever seen Fleabag, it's incredible. And Phoebe Waller bridge so she... It's kind of almost like... To me, this, like, this girl who did the, the working moms thing is, like, the American version of Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Like, she's just, like, really smart and witty and funny, and it's really, really good. I would highly recommend watching it. Um, Fleabag is on BBC iPlayer, by the way. If you haven't watched it, you need to watch it. It's, like, the best thing ever. I love the way it's written, and I'm so sad that it's not a thing anymore. I feel like you can definitely tell when a show is, like, female-directed or, like, female-produced or whatever. Um, I think Killing Eve is the same, I remember like reading something like the first three seasons or something were like directed by a woman or like written by a woman, and then it got bought over. And for the last season, it was a bit different, and it was like directed by a man or something. And I was like, standard man ruining everything. But highly recommend if you liked Fleabag to watch Working Moms. It's been really getting me through my evenings. I've also been watching so much Master Chef. What the fuck? I have an obsession with um, cooking videos. I always, to be honest, like I've always had an obsession with food videos. I just love watching people try food. I love watching people eat food. I love watching people compare British food to American food. I like seeing like um, the food challenges on YouTube. I love binging a Babish; he's an incredible like cook on YouTube. Joshua Wiseman, he's an amazing cook on YouTube. I can tell you like the best ways to prepare a steak. I can tell you how to make a roast dinner. I can literally probably butcher a like a full bird like I could do a pheasant I know how to butcher fish I've never done it but I've watched so intently tutorials on how to do all this stuff do I eat any of this shit no will I ever no I don't know why I I I don't also I also don't think I'll ever prepare anything like this like someday I need to have a fucking dinner party and just show everyone that I can like well I know I've never practiced it but I could tell you like every step that you need to like cook I I know how to, like, make, like, so many different burgers. It's incredible. I'm I'm so well-educated on cooking, but I never put any of it into practice. I could write a book, but, I don't actually know if I could do it. Maybe I'll try someday. But, yeah, I think I should make have a dinner party and, like, try all this out because, like, I can't eat any of it, but, like, I'd love to try it. Like, see if I can actually put this knowledge to test. But anyway, yeah, I've been always obsessed with, like, these food videos. And then recently I discovered MasterChef, and I've always, like, know what MasterChef is. Like, my parents, like, but I got into, like, professional MasterChef, which is where, like, they have professional cooks come in. Because I don't like, I don't I don't, I don't want to see amateur cooks, you know? I want to see professional people. I want to I see people who know what they're doing. I want to learn something. It's the best thing ever. I would highly recommend if you're into, like, food videos to watch professional MasterChef. It's amazing. I'm watching a lot of working moms, and I've been having it. Like, I have been having a great time. I I do like my own company, but sometimes it gets too much, you know? You need to get out there. And I have a very small circle. And in that small circle, it's, it, like, I... I would say I've got, like, three closest friends in London. I'd say, like, Edie and Millie, but they were off in Tokyo, and Tilly. And Tilly is, like, amazing. Like, she comes around and, like, sits on my sofa with me, and we watch TV together, and we eat noodles. And, like, that's amazing. I love that. But, like, I don't have, apart from those three, like, I don't have a lot of friends I will see, like, during the day, like, on a day-to-day basis. Like, I have a lot of other friends, but it would take me, like, ringing them up or texting them and be like, hey... Haven't seen you in a while. Do you want to meet up in Central? Like, or like go to town and get a coffee? Or like, let's go for lunch or let's go shopping. Like, it it would actually require me making a plan compared to like expecting like I just expect to see Tilly like Tilly would just show on my doorstep like three times like not three times like twice a week or whatever I expect to see Edie and Millie because like what else am I going to do at the weekend like, I can go out with them every single weekend anyway I have like my friend Leo as well who you've got you guys have met he's been on my podcast before but he had to go home because he's got mold oh my god I have I thought so he has mold in his apartment so he had to go home it started giving up acne anyway I s- started getting damp in my um flat and turns out like it's like it's like spreading like there is something leaking in like the wall on my flat it was coming from above but you have to like deal with that because the damp can, can then turn into mold. And I obviously don't want that because it gives Leo acne and I would not like that. So um, I went up, I, I like I could tell that someone had moved into the flat upstairs above me because I saw moving vans a couple of weeks ago. Like I could hear people up there. Like before I could never really hear the people up there. The people that lived above me like actually never were really there. I think they used the flat like as like their working base where they lived in the countryside or something. Must be nice to have just, like, a flat in London that you use as your base. But anyway, because of that, I, I literally never heard of people to them. But then because, like, two weeks ago, I like I could tell someone moved in and I could also, like, hear people, like, chatting. Like, the wall must not be very, the roof must not be very thin. No, not very very thick because I can hear, like, literally everything they're saying. And, like, I could tell they must have been young because, like, on a Thursday night, at like 2 p.m. I could hear them coming in and talking. And even like on a Saturday, like um, the only reason I know this is because I've been in hibernation mode. Like hopefully like soon I get a life and I'm not sat in on a Saturday at 2 2 a.m. But like I could hear they were having afters. And I was like, oh my God, I love this because like, also, I will never, ever give a noise complaint because stay up as long as you want. Like, just ha- I'm glad you're having fun, you know? If I had a nine to five job and I had to get up at 7 a.m. tomorrow, I, I will be making a noise complaint, but have all the fun you want. Like, who am I to complain? I'll just stick a tea- like a movie on. Like, guess it's not my time to sleep. Like, I love staying up late at night. So I will never, ever complain. And I, like, I've had my fair share of afters or parties or whatever and i've never had a noise complaint so i'm gonna repay on that good karma and never complain about anyone else's noise anyway the the leak was like getting worse i was like right i should probably deal with this i don't really know how to deal with it but like the good first step is to go upstairs and like ask them if their bathroom or something is above my bedroom and like there's a leak piping a, a leak piping a pipe leaking or something so i knock on the door and this girl answers and she's like a blonde girl she's gorgeous she's she's like got nice like trench coat on you know like she's just She's just gorgeous anyway. <laughs> like the reason I'm so like shocked by this is because the only other people that have ever lived in my building, it's like a house, but there's like two other people that live in it, are like six-year-old men. So to have like a young girl, like I'm just like loving it. I'm like, wow, okay. Um, so she answers and she's like, hey. And I was like, oh my God, wait, like. I feel like I might make a new friend. Honestly, like, this is so... I hope to God that she never listens to this. And, like, she probably will because I think she knows who I am because she um probably has seen my name on the post and stuff. I just have a feeling she might know because, she, she, well, basically we were talking about, like, my, my upstairs, upstairs neighbour. And she was like, yeah, I know his name because I, I looked at the post. And I was like, okay, so you... Like, I mean... I do the same thing. Like, I will be looking at the post to get her full full name, you know? So, like, obviously, she knows my full name. I tried to look her up, but I've only got her first name, so I'm sure she has looked me up, you know? Who doesn't? We're all, like, this generation. We're just nosy, aren't we? Anyway, we get to chatting. Like, she's, like, honestly, like, I have no idea, like, what a leak is. Like, I need to ring my dad. My dad, like, sorts out everything. Like, anytime something goes wrong, I'm just like, dad. And I was like... Oh my God, me too. Do, have I just formed my person? Anyway, we were like chatting for ages. She's a lovely little girl, little girl. She's like 25. I think she's like older than me. And her and her boyfriend have just bought the flat above me. And they just moved in. And they just like look like they're like fun, young, loving. I know they're not teens, but like she just gives me like, like to me, I'm 17. And to me, she's like 18. And she like said that she literally feels as like a child. And that she like rings her dad anytime something goes wrong. And like the first time I went up and knocked on the door, it was like, I think I took her by surprise. Like, there's a leak. And she was like, oh, um, she looked a bit flustered and like um it was a very very short conversation She was like no we don't have any pipes there that's like the living room and she showed me and I was like okay yeah I don't really know what it is like whatever like I'll just leave it I'm gonna ring my dad and then the next day she came down she's like sorry I was so flustered like when you left I rang my dad like panicking and I was like oh my god everything you're saying sounds exactly like me like and then she loved my cats and she's like anytime you need your cats looked after let me know and I was like wait this will be amazing. Like, what if I make friends with my neighbor? I've never done that before. Like, what if we actually become friends when we, like, go to Pilates classes together? And I was like, this could be a way out of loneliness for me. Like, what if, like, I just, like, we can go for coffee. I can have her down for coffee in my flat. Like, I would just love that. Actually, no, because in my old flat, when I lived in Primrose Hill the glory days which is now a cursed place after that whole package incident we don't talk about that place anymore but anyway when I lived in that flat I made friends with the people that live below me and it was like two girls my age and their mom lived there and it was amazing having them there and I went to Mexico with them like I made really good friends with them and it just felt so nice to have someone so nearby that I knew like it's just nice like if I ever got locked out you know I knew I could go down there and like have a tea with them and now I know that if I ever get locked out, I can ring up there and I can just because before it was like an like not an old man, he was like a fifty year old man, but like I'm not I'm not knocking on a fifty year old man's door and asking to come in for a cup of tea because I'm locked out. Like I got locked out once and I just sat outside for hours because I was just like, well, there's nothing else to do at this point. I just sat outside for hours and waited for my friend to come like pick me up because um, I was not knocking on one of my neighbors' doors. I didn't really vibe with them to be honest. Um, but now I've got someone, then it's amazing. It, I think when you move out on your own, it is just nice to like have, know that there is someone nearby that you can rely on because I don't have any family or anything like that in London like I've got friends but none of them live near me so it's nice I feel really like um excited about having a neighbor that I get along with because <laughs> I think that is also like kind of like if you have a shit neighbor which I have I've, I've th- there is a girl a woman that lives across from me who is uh, actually by definition, a witch, I hate her, Um, keeps calling the council on me for no reason, I've told you guys about her before, she's convinced I'm living in my shed, she must be insane, anyway, having like a bad neighbour, like, can like, actually like, ruin, like, not ruin your life, but they can make your life a living hell, but yeah, I'm really excited about this, I've got my brother coming to stay with me this weekend, he's just coming over, it was his birthday present, I got on flights to London, and I'm gonna bring him up for dinner and stuff, and honestly, like, thinking about inviting my neighbor or like I think I might like bring my brother out for dinner and like well I'm bringing him and his friend and then maybe we'll come back to my house and we'll make a few drinks listen to a bit of music and invite my neighbors on I'll keep you updated guys next week I might have a new friend who knows I actually have an appointment straight after this I don't know if I told you guys about my hair loss during Fashion Week in September. I got my hair done in a very tight ponytail by a hairstylist, and honestly, no fault to him. Like, it, it, I like I don't think it was his fault. I've seen this happen to a couple people before, but it was just a bit too tight, and it gave me a ball patch. I didn't know at the time. Like, I took it out, and for a month, my scalp hurt like where the ponytail was, and I like it. it honestly, to this day, still hurts. Um, and I didn't think anything of it I couldn't really I mean I can't see the back of my head you know where I put it I was like it's none of my business I saw a really funny TikTok recently or like what like things are just none of my business and the, something that is none of my business is the back of my head anyway I was getting my extensions put in the other day when I like, like I just couldn't do short hair anymore and I went back to the hairdresser. was like get me long extensions again and when they were putting it in they're like Libby you know you got a bald a bald patch what you said and they're like yeah you got a bald patch and I was like oh my god okay well at least I know exactly what it's from and they touched it and it was like where it was sore and I was like okay yeah it's from a tight ponytail and they like were able to like they have this little camera in my hairdresser they're able to like it's like a like a mic a a microscopic but it's like a very like magnifying camera that shows if there's any hair follicles still left or if I actually have like this thing called traction alopecia which is where you pull the hair out so kind of like traumatically on the hair is that what the word I'm thinking of I don't know whatever like that it, it just won't grow back and there's no hair follicles anymore. But luckily for me, there was a few hair follicles still left there, which the the little microscope showed. So um, I've started doing this, like, hair, like, treatment with them. And they're, like, trying to, like, get the hair to start growing in the bald patch again. They basically do, like, microneedling and then they push this, like, serum into the bald patch, the bald spot, whatever. So, yeah, that's where I'm going. I have to go there every week for, like, 10 weeks to get my hair to grow back again. So that's where I'm going now. I didn't know I was going to be dealing with... um her loss at this age but fuck it it's an experience I'll let you know how it goes anyway thank you so much for listening to this week's podcast I feel like I'm gonna have a lot of like updates in the next coming weeks and stuff from I I can't wait to like tell you how everything goes I feel like there's a lot I think my life is looking up you know I had a bit of a blip there a bit of like a hibernation thing but like I'm well rested my mind is feeling good after my therapy like I think life is is on the up guys and My life has always been out so shut up, Olivia. So I just hate complaining. Yeah, thanks for being here for me, guys. You don't know how much I value you listening to this and your messages and just this podcast in general. Okay, love you so much. And I'll see you on Friday for the mini monologue.